Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. All right. Got to beat you too. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back, peoples. To another episode. This is the day that the Lord has made and we are rejoicing. And being glad in it. Amen, brother. Oh, magnify the soul. Magnify my soul. Oh, magnify. Oh, magnify the the Lord Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Hey, I never said I was a Bible scholar. (laughs) I know it's in there. It's all good. It's all good. Well, welcome back to another episode of Doug. And Renee. Married life. Married life. Married life, married life, we are still waiting for someone to step forward and loan us, lend us, let us borrow your voice, your, your gifting, your gift, your calling, your anointing uh, to our podcast with a nice little ditty, ditty, a little ditty. <laughs> a little tunes, a little song. Intro song. Yes, Intro for Doug and, and Renee, song. Married Life. We are yeah. still waiting. No one has volunteered their services, but that is okay. That's that's what volunteer <laughs> means, right? Just want to make sure we put that out there Volunteer. You for want free. to be a blessing to Doug and Renee, Married Life. Okay, we digress. Okay, we digress. We, got, we are back yes. on our topic, our subject, our series on the power of forgiveness. Yes. And this is um, part four of this series that we've been talking about for the month of August in the year of our Lord, 2021. Did that sound very churchy to you? It did. And I was trying to figure out where is he going with this? I'm not going anywhere. All righty. So since we're not going anywhere, let's stay right here with the power of forgiveness. Power of forgiveness, part Uh, four. Part four. Mm -hmm. And... If you have not listened to parts one, two, and three, we encourage you to do so so that you can understand how there's power in forgiveness because we want this train to keep moving forward. Keep moving. And so today we're going to talk a little bit and not just about this, but we're going to talk about bitterness. Yeah. Um, The Bible talks about in several scriptures... Uh, not being bitter or avoiding bitterness or not letting bitterness, a, a root of bitterness to take place uh, in you. Because mm-hmm. uh, bi- bitterness is a form of unforgiveness. You know, if you're bitter about something or uh, another word might be sour, you not you haven't forgiven uh, that person or that um, offender if you will, and in the context of marriage, it starts at home. Mm -hmm. You know, oftentimes we are more forgiving or what's the word I'm looking for? Not flexible or more lenient. Understanding. Understanding of people outside the home. That is so true. And then at home, we're harder on our spouse. That is so true. And Mm -hmm. the Bible talks about Charity starts at home. Does mm-hmm. the Bible say that? Or have I heard um, people say that? Charity starts at home. Love starts know. at home. Um, that may be something that I just heard and I just said the Bible said it. But let me let me backtrack. Rewind. Because I'm not sure. 
that's in the Bible. But it is so important, people of God, husbands and wives, to esteem your spouse higher than you do people outside the home. You found it? No, it's not in the Bible. Okay. Well, I mean. I just hmm. wanted to. Okay. Okay. You get, you, behind the scenes, he hands me the scripture, no, a scripture no, about charity. No scripture. Uh, but I said, oh, okay, it's in there. No, it's not in no, there. So what are you giving there. me this I for? Was you I forgive you, dear. <laughs> you are forgiven for not finding a scripture that I thought might be in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Seriously, at home, you know, the Bible definitely talks about respecting and honoring your spouse uh, and submitting to your spouse and forgiving others. And you're quicker to forgive someone who you don't live with than you do your spouse. And that's just not right. But why Um, is that? I don't know. I think, and this is from the book of Renee. Uh, This is the 67th book of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, the book of Renee, that we are just, we take for granted those who are close to us. And I don't understand why we are less tolerable when we're offended by someone who's close to us. That's a good word, tolerable. Um, but maybe it's because we see them more often mm-hmm. and we take those things and those people for granted the people on the outside we don't have to live with them we don't have to see them yeah um that's something that we might have to pray about and ask god to show us and reveal to us cuz i really don't have an exact answer as to why that's just my thought what do you why do you think that I is i don't know but the psychologist in me is really interested in that why we are easier to forgive people who we barely know, mm-hmm. you know, versus forgiving those who are, like you said, in our house, our spouse, you know, I don't, I don't understand. I don't know. Those we say we love. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. All right. Well, I'll investigate that. Okay. So I'm going to start with a scripture. Well, I'm going to piggyback off of what we just said with a scripture in Ephesians 4. 31 through 32 in the New Living Translation. Not the Passion Translation. I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> Get rid. Can I read the scripture? I'm sorry. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Uh-oh. Hebrews 12:15 says, "Unforgiveness is a sin that causes bitterness in our life." Now the Bible warns about bitterness, mm-hmm. looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this, many become defiled. When you have unforgiveness in your heart, it causes bitterness, and it causes you to become defiled. Defiled. I never knew that in the Bible where it says unforgiveness is a sin. Wow. 
I was stuck on the first two words of Ephesians 4.31. Get rid. That means you have to do it. Yes. Don't, God's don't, not going to yeah, come in and do it. Yeah, don't don't pray about, Lord, you know, get can remove this bitterness. I have this bitterness for whoever. No, the Bible clearly says get rid of it. And when you said that, I thought of, you know, we go through seasons, you know, around here in our house where we do our spring cleaning and we, you know, get rid of old clothes and, you know, mm-hmm. we give them away. That's on that's on you. Mm-hmm. That's something personal that you have to do, that you have to make a conscious effort. Here we go with this word again, intentional. <laughs> yes. You have to be intentional to get rid of all bitterness. It doesn't. You know, and I, I don't want to be like, you know, preachers be like, get rid of some bitterness. And people be like, no, no all. all. Get rid of 60%. No, all. all. <laughs> I was going to go there oh, with okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, get rid of all bitterness. All bitterness. Wow. And then it just keeps going. The rage, the anger, harsh words. Oh, harsh words. mm Mm. Harsh words for your spouse. The Bible saying, "Get rid of it." That's, yes, you have to do it. And when you said harsh words, don't think of it as, "Oh, I didn't say a cuss word." Mm-mm. What may be harsh to one person or one spouse may not be harsh to another, mm-hmm. because some people may just speak very direct and to the point, mm-hmm. and it'll come across as harsh Yours to the truly. other spouse. Mm-hmm. And it. and if they say that was harsh, don't tell them no, that wasn't harsh. Perception is everything. Yeah. If they perceive it, if they receive it as harsh, then get rid of it. <laughs> I'm just being me. Uh, I'm, you're talking to somebody who's uh, who've been who has been told to his face by multiple people who I respect. I have a harsh tongue. Yes, um, I have been told, including that. yours truly. But <laughs> <laughs> but he needed confirmation from outside sources. <laughs> to God be the glory. So I'm just gonna say this to husbands and wives: just pray. Sometimes you don't need to say anything. Just mm-hmm. pray, and you don't speak. And God will use somebody else to speak on your behalf. Yeah. To God be the glory for our story. And it, you know, and I'm I'm still stuck in Ephesians because you talked to the you can say you talked about the Bible talked to, talked about it. the bitterness, the rage, the anger, and you know, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Sometimes we just do things to our spouses, and I'm just amazed. I'm like that's your husband, that's your wife, and you did that? You know, and it, I think, I don't know the movie, when that movie came out, A Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Mm-hmm. I truly believe there's a very thin line mm-hmm. between loving someone and then hating someone. I don't know if it's a thin line, but once you cross that line, you can go from loving someone to hating someone. And you just have to, some of the evil behavior, it's like, no, we're all on the same team. Here we go with this. You're on the same team. Be kind to each other. Just be kind. Our pastor has a phrase, sometimes it's just nice to be nice. He doesn't say sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's that you threw that word in there. It's, it's just, just nice, nice to, to be, be nice. nice. It's just nice to be nice. For me, for me, because of me, I know who I am and I know where I've come from. I gotta get to the sometimes first. 
And then I can get to, it's just nice to be nice. I think I'm on the road. No, you got to be intentional. Get rid of the word sometimes. Intentionally eliminate that word. I am on the road of being nice just to be nice. I am. I am. I I see the things I do out there. I'm out there, y'all. And I'm nice to people. When I'm driving, am I not nice when I'm driving? You're definitely nicer than I am. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just nice. Like, okay, we all going to get there. We all going in the same direction. Yeah, you can get over. It's not the end of the world. Yes. All right, but, just but, nice to be but nice. But it starts at home. It's yeah, nice it to be home. nice. Yeah. Be nice to your spouse. Get rid of slander and all types of evil behavior. Mm. Behavior. Instead, be kind to each other. Yes. And it starts at home. And it starts at home. It starts at home. It starts at home. I'm I'm repeating myself for a reason. It starts at home. So you should not be nicer to someone outside of your house than you are to your spouse. Yes. Selah. Think about it. Mm-hmm. All right. So I said it. the word bitterness comes the word bitterness comes from the Greek word pikria. I thought that was papuka. <laughs> I can't even say it. Papuka. It's it's used in, in Acts eight and twenty three. Um, of a condition of extreme wickedness. Wow, bitterness is an extreme a condition of extreme wickedness. Mm. It's a gall of bitterness or a bitter gall. Have you ever eaten something and you're like, "Ooh, that's bitter,", bitter. and it made bitter. your your uh, your you your jaw there. your jaw clench and your everything your throat tighten up and you're like, "Ooh." <laughs> I was just, I'm sorry, y'all can't see me. I, I didn't, I actually did it. Um, maybe one of these days when we're in person, y'all will get to see all of the mannerisms and facial expressions and the behind the scenes stuff. Um, but can you just imagine that's how uh, unforgiveness is to God? It's like bitter, it's like, ooh, Oof. I've forgiven them. Yet and still, they can't forgive their husband. They mm. can't forgive their wife. Mm. They can't forgive, and they want me to forgive them. Hey, Selah. That's all I can say yes. to that. Selah. So Romans 3 and 14 says, It's a mouth full of cursing and bitterness. Ephesians 4 and 31 says, It's bitter hatred. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Mm-hmm. Remember, put it away. Get rid of it. That's just another version. Mm-hmm. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away. It's saying being put away. The New Living Translation says, get rid of it. Yeah, that's on you. Yes. I can hear people say, well, you don't know what this person did to me and you don't know what that person did to me. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. It says, get rid of all bitterness. Yes. Yes. That's what the Bible said. It didn't say depending on what the person said or did to you. And this is ultimately to help you. You know, you when you, now I don't want to get ahead of myself, but just, you have to get it right. Get a, you have to put away the bitterness. You have to get rid of it. Yes. Yes. So looking diligently lest any man fall of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, 
and thereby many be defiled. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 12 and 15 in the King James Version. This is saying it's a root of bitterness. It's producing bitter fruit. If you plant a plum tree in your yard, you're not going to expect pears. No, you shouldn't. So if you are planting seeds of unforgiveness, Mm -hmm. you're going to reap. That's the harvest that you're going to reap. You're going to reap unforgiveness. You're going to reap bitterness. You're going to reap anger and all of those things that go along with it. You're going to reap reap being defiled. Yeah. And so it's important that you don't plant that seed. Forgive your husband. Forgive your spouse. Forgive your wife so that God can forgive you. And when it talks about, this just hit me right now, it talks about a root of bitterness. So let's just... In the natural, just you have a root of bitterness, it grows naturally into a tree, flower, plant, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you have children in your house, you are going to be infecting them with that bitterness that you've allowed to grow in you. Right. Because your children are going to hear, they're going to see what how you're treating each other. And that's going... If you want to know why your kids are acting up and why they're doing some of the things they're doing, some, check yourself. Mm. As they say, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I was just going to say that. Mm -hmm. Because you have allowed a root of bitterness to fester, to grow uh, within you. You said some things, you know, you just like your dad, you just like your mom, and you did it in a negative connotation, right? you know, Mm -hmm. negative way. And... Your children have started eating from the fruit of your words, the bitter fruit of your words. And so they can't act out against their father or their mother. But when they go to school, they act out against authority or they, you know, or they may act up against you in certain, you know, talk back to you because you talk to your husband any kind of way. So now they talk about their father any kind of way or vice versa, you know, their mother. Uh So when you have to be careful that root of bitterness, because when you, if you allow it to grow in you and you have children in your house, you are infecting your children. Right. Some way, shape, form, your children are going to be infected with that bitter fruit. Yes, because children don't say what you tell them to. They don't. What is what is the saying? They don't do what you say. Do as they do. do. They do as you do. Yep. So if they see you acting a certain way and unforgiving and backbiting and bitterness, that's the training ground Mm -hmm. that you have them on. That's what they're going to do as well. So it's important to act the way you want your children to grow up acting. Yeah. Uh, Lead by example, as they say. I I don't want to get into a whole parental conversation about bitterness. But yeah, you got it. You got it. Your children, they 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 are soaking up what you are saying, even if you think they are not listening to you, because we have our 10 year old granddaughter around. And even though she may seem like she's on a computer doing something, she still hears. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She she's, still she's repeated yeah. and she's asked yep. and it's like, hmm. Okay, you. We know you tuned in. Mm-hmm. You know you may think that your children are not paying you any attention. 
They hear every word and they're soaking that all up yeah. like a sponge. Have, hey, babe. So have you ever... Oh, Doug. Sorry. Um, <laughs> now y'all know what I call him. Um, people often say, have you heard people say this? I don't get mad. I get even. I used to say that. Okay. <laughs> Why are you whispering, dear? They can't hear you in podcast land. I used to say that. Okay. And people mistakenly believe, you know, not just you, you're not alone. People mm-hmm. mistakenly believe that their bitterness and their refusal to forgive somebody is making the other person suffer or they're punishing them by, yeah. by um, I'm just mad. I'm going to stay mad. I'm going to be nasty to them. I'm not going to forgive mm-hmm. them. And you're holding on to all of this rage and all of this bitterness, but it's really you that suffers. Yeah. Because God can't forgive you. You can't move forward. You're stuck. And why you had to emphasize you're stuck. You're stuck. Because <laughs> um, I felt that in my sha na na, you are stuck in a perpetual place of unforgiveness. Because again, as long as you can't forgive, God's not going to forgive you. Um, and so it's important. We gave you the model prayer, you know, our Father which art in heaven. Mm-hmm. And in Matthew, was that six and nine? Don't ask me. Um, <laughs> but we gave you that, go back to a couple of podcasts. We gave you the model prayer that tells you, you know, forgive. God, forgive us uh-huh. as we have forgiven. Yep. And so, again, if you're not forgiving anybody or you haven't forgiven your spouse for something, that you think is unforgivable. God doesn't list anything in the Bible that says you can forgive everything but this. Mm. He she didn't say hand. that. She got, my wife got the yes, hand. Yes, I'm doing, she, I'm doing the girl, girl hands. God, see <laughs> God didn't say, no, <laughs> Yes. So don't take me there. <laughs> um, but he doesn't say that in his word. He just says forgive. And so it's important for us to forgive our spouse, forgive other people, mm-hmm. and forgive ourselves. And go to God in prayer with a pure heart, clean hands and a pure heart. And that's why it's important every time we pray, and I'm, I'm going to digress just for a second. Okay. Um, there's a, uh, if, if you're one of those people where you're like, I don't really know how to pray. I just feel this in my spirit. There's somebody saying, I don't know how to go to God in prayer. So there is an uh, acronym that you can use to help you, and it's called ACTS. A-C-T-S. I want you to grab a pen and write this down. A stands for adoration. Start your prayer giving God praise because he is great and he is mighty and he is wonderful and he is awesome. The second part is C commission. Go to him and repent for your sins. Commit to him your sins. God, forgive me for anything that I've done, whether I know what I did or didn't do. The next thing is thankfulness. God, thank you for putting a roof over my head. Thank you that I can come to you and pray. Thank you for blessing me to see a new day. And then S is for your... um, your petitions, I forgot what, supplications, make your requests be made known unto God. So the last thing is then you start asking Mm -hmm. God, 
you know, God, I'm looking for a new job. God, I need healing in my body. So that is something to help you try to figure out how to align your prayer. But I wanted to share that with you because it's important for you to have a conversation with God and repent and ask him to forgive you and show you if you have any unforgiveness in your heart. Because again, you can't be forgiven by God until you have forgiven everybody and anybody who has offended you. So I just wanted to share that, that kind of dropped in my, in my spirit. So um, while you were um, sharing about prayer, I thought about how different we are. And for those of you who are married and maybe you're listening to this podcast, you're single, listening to it with uh, your, your boo. <clears throat> my wife, she said all of that, right? Yesterday we had a, a meeting with the young men that, uh, that I mentor and we were talking about prayer and, you know, you're going off to college campus and so on and so forth. Now this is how different we are. You just said all, all that you said, right? Mm-hmm. When I told the young man, I was like, sometimes you need to just say a prayer to the Lord. I said, just say help. I said, <laughs> <laughs> one word. Mm-hmm. You used all those words. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Lord, just help. Lord, help. And it, and it just, I was just amazed when you were going through your, your acts, your acronym, A-C-T-S, and you were saying what, it, what they all mean. And I was like, man, I was talking to a young man yesterday. I was like, Lord, help. So we are just, same thing, mm-hmm. we're, same thing, mm-hmm. just two different ways of saying it. And I forgive you for not doing it my way. <laughs> <laughs> so now I want to get back to, I'm going to shine the spotlight on me, unfortunately. I didn't know we were going to do this, this podcast, where I say, I don't get mad, I get even. I used to say that. Uh-huh. And I said that to you. And I used to say, because I didn't understand, and this, Lord knows this is a true statement up until we took that assessment, that you were just being you. Wonderful me. Uh-huh. That's all you were. You were being you. You wasn't trying to... to agitate me. You wasn't trying to get on my last nerve. I don't think you were anyway. I guess I was. Though. I guess he, <laughs> I guess he's trying to tell me y'all that I was getting on his last nerve but being me. I thought, you know, I the whole thing about us being on the same team, that never crossed my mind. This is, you know, years ago. And so I would say, you know, I'm just going to get, get back at you until the Lord checked mm-hmm. me. And you never said it to me, but I could tell. Yeah. And how you responded to certain things or how you did certain things. Yeah. I'm like, why is he trying to why is he trying to get me? The Lord basically? checked me on that. The Lord himself checked me on that. Which is why now we say we're on the same team. Yes. We didn't say that before. Or I didn't say it before. Or I might have said it, but I ain't mean it. But the Lord checked me on it and I've I've been checked. You've been, Hallelujah. You've been checked. Yes. And rechecked and yes. checked again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's okay. We all get checked and rechecked. Um, that's just never been my thing where I felt the need to get back at anybody because I know the word says that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Even before you was really saved? Even before I was really saved. I don't, that's just not my nature. Oh, that's my nature. Um, that's me. Now, before I was saved, I would, I would fight you. Yeah, that's um, true. But, 
I'm, I'm not gonna wait till later to get back at you. We 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 gonna do this thing now. But thank okay. God I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Won't he do it? Um, but just before we move on, so that scripture is in Matthew six, and it starts at verse six, uh, the model prayer, where it talks about um, you know when you pray mm-hmm. when you pray, you know close the door, pray to God in secret, mm-hmm. and do not use vain repetitions. Um, and then the prayer starts at chapter, excuse me, verse nine. After this manner, therefore pray, our Father which art in heaven. Holy is thy name. So again, even in um, Matthew 6, it's similar to what I'm saying about Acts. It's you starting with praise and adoration. Um, But I like what you said about telling the young men. Sometimes, I mean, I don't always pray, you know, in that manner. Sometimes I have a prayer where I'm like, Lord, I just need help today. Mm -hmm. Jesus, help me. Lord, help. Father, help. Mm -hmm. Um. Because we don't always have to get so deep in, in prayer. It doesn't have to always be so, you know. But just remember, when you go to God, He is a holy God, yeah. and we want to reverence Him in our prayer. But there are some prayer times where you just cry, and you're like, God, help. I don't even know what to say today. God, just help me. Yeah. Help me. Help our marriage. Help my wife. Help my husband. Just help. Just help. Yes. Help. I don't... Did you want to keep going? Because I don't want to. This is interesting. I know we're, mm-hmm. we're, this is live. But unforgiveness, um, well, before we get to, before we go back to unforgiveness, when you're talking about the blueprint, um, one of the things about the blueprint, um, the prayer you were talking about, the Lord's Prayer, is that we got to be mindful and careful. It's not a buffet. You know, we can't just take the parts we want and. Mm. The parts we don't like or the parts we don't agree with, say, I'm not doing that. Um, God's word is not a buffet. And so we have to always be mindful, you know. And again, I'm not the type of person, or I wasn't the type of person to want to eat vegetables. I was not a big vegetable person growing up. Uh, If you took me to a buffet, I would get um, fried hamburgers and french fries or fried something and french fries. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't get. I wouldn't get no vegetables. I wouldn't get any of that stuff that was good for me. It, it, I would get the stuff that tastes good, but not the stuff that was good for me. And so, God's word is not a buffet. You have to take it all, and you have to take some vegetables, some starches, some meat, potatoes, all that stuff. Whatever the the different categories of food are, I'm not. You got to get your proteins, you your carbs, there you go, and your fats. There you go. Get your fiber. There you go. And get your because it all helps. It yes. all does something in the nourishment of your body naturally. And so power of forgiveness, we've been talking about it for four weeks for the month of August. And we just pray that we said something that will bless you and help you and keep you stronger, keep you and your marriage stronger. And for those of you who are not married that are thinking about getting married, we want to make sure we give you some nuggets to apply and so when you do have issues with your spouse or your future spouse, you will know how to confront those issues. Yes. And so I'm going to end on this note because I like what you said, and I want this to resonate in their spirit. God's word is not a buffet. You cannot pick and choose what you want to eat spiritually and what you do not want to eat. 
It's all for the edification of your marriage and for the body of Christ. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.